Can you not hear me? Am I live? I think I'm live. People deluded, I'm back again. As usual, thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. One love to the Twitch gang. Appreciate you lot for being on my previous stream and you lot joining me today. You know, again, YouTube crew, make sure you're following on Twitch. Please, both of you on, well, both of you lot on all these platforms, please make sure you're hitting the like button, you're offering your opinions, etc., etc. Now, obviously... It's silly season, it's transfer season. We don't know what's going to happen where Arsenal's concerned, but we can talk about it day in, day out. Now, again, Gabbers, this, Telemans, this, that, the third, left side, centre-half, all of these things. We're going to get into it in just a second, people. I think I've got all the articles ready, obviously. Let's have a quick browse through once again and see that we haven't missed out anything as well. What else has been going on here? Let's see what other headlines there are. Don't want to miss out anything, do you? And I hope everyone is doing well and safe, people. I hope everyone's in a good situation and whatnot. Uh, what's this? See, this is why. What's this? All right. Charles Watson said one, two things as well. So we're going to have that one there. Oh, mate. Silly season indeed. Silly season indeed. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. What are you lot saying before we carry on, man? You lot make this platform as usual. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and, of course, good night. I hope everyone's doing well and safe. I hope everyone's moving that much closer to their goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions, and aspirations. Hope you're overcoming hardship. And as usual, hope you and your loved ones all have your health. You ain't got health, you're dead, in it? So, you could always have better health. So, big up you lot. AM, come on, Twitch ones, come on. Hey, Dark, I don't know if you was there, but you're, you're on the Twitch one, so shout out to you. I don't know if you was there from the start, but yeah, man, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I shout my guy Jay as well. Hey, if you see my, you've been on to me about TikTok when I started TikTok as well, you know. Obviously, man, I ain't dancing and that, but you get the point. I I can't say his name, but that Salaha Becker guy, he's, he's staying in Germany. He's someone that's been on everyone's radar, left sided centre half, you know, blonde hair and that can play ball. Looks decent, in it? But we was informed, as, we, as I'm, I assume you're referring to the Athletic article, we was informed that he's staying in Germany. It's a myth, in it? I, I, even though Arteta must be watching my vids, because I said I would like a centre-half. I'm not really fixated like Arteta on this left-sided centre-half thing, you know, obviously. Ben White, Gabriel, Mr Saliba, new centre-back to go with Rob Holding, and obviously Tommy Asu's ability to play over there. It's kind of calm, really, isn't it? Like, if we're there, I can't lie. If Eddie and Ketia is our new number fourteen, I didn't get the I didn't get the thingy. I didn't get the memo because it doesn't say it anymore. Maybe it was a glitch in it. Obviously, I'm not one to get to get caught up on numbers and that you know. And if I was Eddie, I mean, what 
I've, I've, I'm one of Arsenal's top goal scorers in the league. The manager's been gassing me to stay. I've, I've made, I've scored a hat trick for this club. He's living the movie that I would like to live. If he gets number fourteen, he's living the movie, and my ego would be even more inflated. But like, fam, like number fourteen. I mean, who else is there to take the number 14? I thought Martinelli would get it. He's got number 11. Obviously, the two Haylem boys don't play in that position, but um, they've done what they're doing. So it makes sense. It's sad for me to hear right back isn't a priority. But then again, if we go and loan out Tavares, bring in the left back, Tommy Asu and Ben White's ability to play right back, I, I, I can get behind it. I don't know for Mr. Suarez, though. I, I, listen... If we can, if we rely on the same guys, certain men that play week in, week out, if we rely on them the same way we've relied on them now, if we rely on certain squad players, whether they have to play one game or 38, when their time comes, you know, they're going to have their three, four games where they play well, where they do their thing. Like you saw with Marie, he's better than Gabriel, some said. People said Tavares is better than Tini. People said we don't need a right back because we're signing Cedric. People turn on Lacazette, then said he needs a new deal, then, then, then turn on him again. So these guys are gonna people who said El Nene's played better than ever, any than Partey ever would. There's gonna be times these guys show you levels, but when it's crunch time, certain men are gonna show you that they're not the guys for that. And um, it's like we're gonna have to learn them lessons the hard way. Shout out the South African ones. Eddie is shameless if he took number 14. I don't think he is. I, I don't think he's taking it. Sorry, you know, Eddie and Getty on Premier League.com. It must have been a glitch, man. Or maybe it's the truth and the and, and Arsenal said remove it. Saliba can play right back, but that one there is a myth. That centre back or nothing. You can do it. Them games where we're going to be under little to no pressure, yeah, but that's a myth. I can't lie. On the Premier League website, people, it says Eddie and Getty is number thirty. So I don't know. That must have been one, yeah, man. Like, like you see, there's that there in it. They said Cedric is doing a good job. Oh, they said Ramsdale said Cedric is one of the teachers' pets. Cedric, he said Cedric could. I'm actually interested to see Cedric's post match post playing career actually, because he said that Cedric's a bit of a manager, and you hear the way Cedric speaks. He likes to think he's one of the big big homies in that dressing room. At this point. Certain done's playing him, man. I like Milinkovic Savage, and I don't know for his contract, but once upon a time, you know, United always linked with him, and they're saying 70 to 100 million, which is a myth. Shout out, Miles. Hey, G1, you're running back. It's good afternoon, my fellow Europa League competitor. Bro, my team's in the Champions League final. What's all that? I'm, I'm not in that. So, yeah, man. Oh, this guy is dedicated to asking me the same. I'm gonna have to block you, unfortunately. You're asking me the same question again and again and again and again. Told you to stop spamming. It's unfortunate, man. He can, but again, people he, Tavares can technically play right back. Hickey can provide cover at right back, and I wouldn't mind him, but I just want guys to just play your position first, man. Like these are young players. Like obviously you've got to be multifunctional and, and you do it, but certain men are not the, the best 10 they could be. So you can't be doing 
8.5s, wide playmakers, guys, certain man can't even be right back. So I can go play left back and do all of these things. I would, I know you've got to be able to play a couple of roles and do a job and things like that. But can we get to a scenario where master your craft first? Like, do you get it? I think there's too much of this. Everyone can play everywhere at this club, but no one's really good in, 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 in one. No one really is excellent in one role. Obviously, I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit, but you get the point. Cedric, I trust. I thought I was deluded. But again, that's what our club does. But half of these guys that leave the club, you never get the vibe Marie was neat. Like, we know Marie's not good enough. You get the vibe Marie left because you wanted to play football. Half of these duns, it don't feel like we're trying to move them on by the obvious. Shout out to South Africans if I haven't made that clear as well, man. So, yeah, man, it is what it is in that regards, man. So, yeah, let's... Where is it? Where was I going to start? I actually lost my trailer of thought. We'll get into it. Wouldn't mind Telemans, but for me, him and Odegaard is pretty weak physically. We spoke about this on Twitch. You know, Telemans, I'm taking him because obviously the first thing I would say with what we're doing, you need to know how you're taking him to the next level. Of course, we can waffle about his strengths. Great on the ball. Good passing range. Very cultured. You know, he's a Belgian international. Been playing in the Premier League for a number of years. Been wanted by bigger clubs for a number of years. But Someone that's been wanted by a bigger club since the age of 16, 17. That's why you're a Premier League footballer. That's why we're linked with you. But we're not going to sign too many players that are the finished article or, you know, the, the you know, is Telemans one of the best in the league? Probably not top 10, not top five, but you get what I mean. It's a, so he, he kind of does it. But is he one of the top midfielders in world football? No. How could he get there? You know, how could he get close to that? There's no point telling me about his strengths. His strengths are the reason he's here. Physically, obviously, if you play him and Xhaka, they're going to struggle physically in terms of mobility. They might be very good on the ball when you're dominating possession. The minute you've lost the ball, that's dead. Defensively, he's going to struggle. He's given away four penalties this season. You know, he's given the ball away against PSV and, and Leicester that have proven costly. You know, things that we waffle about, that, that, that we hate about Xhaka or don't want Xhaka to have, he has exactly that. And cool, that's Telemans, isn't it? At 25, he's not the finished article. How are you going to get that out of him? Because our project is for young players. There's not, we need some guys that go against that grain, but no one's going to arrive the finished article. If we sign Gapazus, he's not got a strong CV for goals. Work great, all that sort of stuff. That's great. How are you going to take him to the next level? Half the guys we're linked with, you know, that we I don't want to know why they're brought to the club. Are you going to be able to make Gapazus 15, 20 league goal striker, man? Can Telemans obviously get it improved the obvious? And obviously, you look half around the squad. Ramsdale, Ben White. Tavares, Saka, Smith-Rowe, who have been improving under Arteta. Can they keep going? This is the first thing. Physically, they will struggle, you know, and, and to, to mix in the cocktail of defensive mistakes, you know, I don't know if he'll play Xhaka and, and Telemans together. It lacks physicality. Again, is he going to play? Is he going to play 4-3-3? Is he going to play Telemans on his ones? Is he, um, you know, in like a slightly more advanced role? Is he going to play Partey and Telemans? Is it going to be Xhaka, Partey and Telemans? What does that mean for Odegaard, you know? Is Telemans going to play on the left or the right? If he plays on the right, that means Odegaard has to stop hugging that right-hand side and can do a bit more going forward and, and whatnot. So, we'll have to see, man. Arsenal have no elite players, need to develop a couple, bring them in. Spurs have Son and Kane. Son had to get there one day. Kane obviously weren't there overnight. 
City have Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo. Liverpool have Salah and Mane. I'd say, I, I hear you, but I'd say right now, we just need some competent players who I know what I'm going to get for 10 games, really and truly. We're not going to be able to bring that in. So what you need to do is kind of develop that in-house. And I would say what? You'd have to look at probably Odegaard and assuming Gap as, just, as starters, really and truly. We ain't going to have multi-facilitate multi players. We have to buy players which cover strengths in how you want to play and have the system to cover their deficiencies. Exactly. And obviously, we're a, silly, we're a naive-minded defensive team. Telemans is quite naive. He does the, the exact things that Arsenal fans cry about, Xhaka. Telemans does that. you know. So I'm taking Telemans, but an issue would be physicality. We need to improve the physicality, the tenacity. I would say just learning to think and, and beyond the obvious at this football club, really and truly. We'll probably move Cedric on next year, but left-back needs to be addressed more. But I would do both, true. Te you know, Cedric is contracted until 2024. So I don't know if anyone's trying to get, trying to get, trying to get him gone, really. Yeah, of course. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You need to take these guys to the next level. What's the point waffling about potential if you can't develop them? You know, 50 million on Ben White. Make it so that he's one of the best centre-backs in the Prem. Well, if not that, we're not talking about his price tag. You know, Smith-Rowe and Saka, you kind of said it. Are you confident Arteta can beat Klopp and Conte to top four next season? The season's just finished. Have you looked at our playing squad? I mean, put some respect on Klopp. We could have beat Spurs to this, but could have, would have, should have, or not facts. We didn't. So if Spurs don't improve, which isn't going to be the thing, why not? But I haven't got a crystal ball. Cannot look forward. Like I can't look at that right now. I'd probably say, assuming if it's like this right now, no. DG Basuma, for me, physically imposing and always impresses when playing for Brighton in the Premier League. He would have no problem at Europa League level. Trust, obviously, probably needs to smash the like button, people. And needs to address them things around his name and whatnot. We're only at 43 likes. We should have a lot better than that. Um, yeah. If he addressed that, then fair play. But then again, the club just bought Lakonga. They might say he's our six. We need probably need to address money has to stretch to find strike or midfielder, maybe a left-sided center half based on what the athletic has said. They might say that's not a priority per se, but I'm having it. Why not, man? Telemans, a better player than Xhaka, in my honest opinion. Xhaka is just fairly average all round. Telemans does a few things very well. He actually does have the passing range. Many many falsely attribute to Xhaka. A bit harsh. I think Telemans does have a passing range. I think he's very cultured on the ball. That's what I'd love to see. But I think you're over. I think you're over. I think you're underselling Xhaka and overselling Telemans slightly there. Would I rather Telemans in this team than Xhaka? Of course. Arteta has shown that he has the capacity to improve the young players, but I'm just a bit concerned about his ability tactically, Charles. Spot on with your analysis of Telemans as well, by the way. Appreciate that. I had a bit of practice. Twitch, we was waffling about. I'll cut up the actual 10-minute segment from Twitch, but we had an interesting debate about the physicality aspect and whatnot. I know you're big into the youth, DG. Any young Gs you could see making the first team playing squad next season? I don't know. Listen, is that's that's a question you're gonna have to ask with Arteta. You know, obviously, like, obviously at Hayland and London, Coley, the 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 the, 
the goal is always to develop players to the first team. So I hope so. And you've seen a number of them called up onto the bench. Not too many, if any, have played first team football. So that might tell you where Arteta's priorities are or where the opportunities are at. But yeah, I don't know, man. You know, you'd have to ask someone more informed, man. I wish I could answer. I don't have a clue. From what I've seen of this Adam Hosek guy, he looks quite decent. He makes good runs off the ball. You know, seems like he knows when to drop deep and mixes it up. Not really the most physically imposing. Scores a decent variety of goals. Don't know much about him, but from what I've seen, he looks quite decent. Really could do a lot worse. He, what, 19 development player could do a lot worse, man. DG, in the end, keeping holding over Saliba became even more disastrous than initially thought. Just a virtue of the North London derby, diabolical gross mismanagement, possible addition to his sackable offence list. It might be, but Holden was a hero against West Ham. And, you know, for Saliba, the problem is whether he gets an opportunity at Arsenal or not. Uh, it's Jesus and, and Jose Broski. But um, I don't really agree with that. I think that's forcing it, really. Holden was a hero against West Ham. Could we ask the question, why is Holden in the team? You know, why does Arteta put trust in certain players with Cedric, Holden, El Nene, Xhaka and various players that are not bad players, but when it's crunch time, they mess up. But Holden's barely played, you know. It was always going to be the two young guys as a centre-back. Holden was always going to be a sideman. Saliba's got an overdose of football and has become a better player. So I think we're forcing it really and really and truly. I do think you could separately ask questions of what Arteta is doing or done to Saliba and likewise with Holden, but... Yeah, the way you pull it in relation to keeping holding specifically over Saliba, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's forcing it really and truly. Victor Osimhen's agents flew in for talks with Arsenal last week. The Nigerian striker is high up on Arsenal's target list this summer. Who said that? Because that's we've heard that before. But bear chattings. Are you gonna get, if you're chatting to? Well, you know what? Let's chill out, man. But listen, if you're in a club and you see a pretty young lady. And you're talking and you're making small talk. Are you going to get the number or not? Have you got a man? Can I get your number? Da -da 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 -da. Things have to happen or it's not going anywhere past that conversation. So we keep hearing this. I We keep hearing Shamaka, Osiman, Nunes, Jesus. And I'm here happy to be here talking about it with you lot people. But fundamentally at this moment in time, that's all it is right now. It's just chatting. It's like, Get it done. Like, until it's done and people are holding shirts, it's all dead, man, really and truly. But bring him to the carpet, man. Bring him. Really? Crazy. Where's, where's, where's Mr. Charles Watts? I think I deleted something as well. Oh, shit, I've got it up here already, sir. Got the Golden Comma article. He's not ready to lead the line, but they're saying he could be a, a development sort of player. Why not, man? Would love to get Shamaka. Looks exactly the type of striker we need. He does, but he looks like them... I don't know, man. He looks like them dons that are just happy to stay in Italy, man. I don't know. Any news on Enketia yet? So a photo of him looking buff as fuck. Pardon me, pause. Probably that gym work part of his recent success. Of course, you've got to develop physically. You know, it looks like he just done a couple months in Feltham still, but or the or the marsh, um, or the mount. Um, but yeah, haven't my guess is as good as yours. You know, at this point, you just have to assume the obvious, isn't it? You've not signed the deal, the deal runs out in June, you're gone, isn't it? <laughs> like he's, he's gone, like it's, it's gone. Best of luck to Eddie and Ketia. Wish you all the best. Do your thing. 
But apart from that, yeah, again, double pause. All respect, DG, but holdings at max a squad player. Exactly. I'm not disagreeing with you, but, you know, Saliba would not have played consistently. Do I agree with the handling historically of Saliba? Do I agree with him not making his debut? Do I, when I've seen Rob Holdings, Socrates, Mustafi, Pablo Marie, Dons could have been using these minutes. Do I hope that Saliba gets football, whether it's here or elsewhere? Yes. But in relation to specifically what you've asked me about Rob Holding and Saliba, that's a myth, you know? We needed to reset. I did again. We, I, I do think Saliba should have been involved at this football club, but he spent fifty million on Ben White. Gabriel was always going to play. That was always going to be the first choice pivot to go with Tierney and Tomiyasu when fit. Is there any surprise we clawed back our season by playing the same players? Saliba, how many appearances has Saliba has to, to humor you? How many appearances has Holden actually made this season? Really, that's not going to develop Saliba. I don't agree with him going out alone per se beyond the fact of him getting minutes. I just, I'm an Arsenal fan, I would have loved him to get an opportunity. But how many minutes, how much Saliba's played 36 times in the league? How many minutes has Holden played? How many appearances Holden made? Do you ask Holden, is he happy with his first team football? Holden is, there's a different hierarchy there. Holden's a side man, Saliba's not. I would have loved Saliba to be part of this. There's been times Gabriel and Ben White's form has dropped off a cliff and I think he could have. Likewise, there's been times you go and look at Saliba's comments around February. You know, Saliba, I mean, Gabriel, holding, sorry, he's played 15 times this season. And half the time he's coming on, we make a big song and dance about Arsenal. He's, hey, look, look, my name's Rob Holding. Three, five, two, three, five, two. Say, three, five, two, let's go. It's time, you know what time it is. We're going to see out the lead. So what does Arteta do? Starts him away from home in the back four with Cedric next to him against Son Heung-min. The jokes right themselves. He's made 21 appearances in total, 15 appearances in the league, attributed to 840 minutes. Rubbed. Bob, do you want this for Saliba? Cuz this ain't gonna take. This ain't getting him in the French team. Now I hope Saliba gets an opportunity next season. As I said, I'm at where I'm at. If Saka don't want to sign a new deal, if Saliba's not going to make it here, if Eddie don't want to stay, if this striker don't want to come, I'm at where I'm at at the club. I don't care anymore. Like, whoever wants to stay, stay. Whoever wants to come, come. We'll deal with the mistakes other than that. 21 appearances, bro. Come on now. This, this is rubbed. He got 90 by default because people had corona and Ben White was, was kind of collapsed in these games. Then he was he's forgotten about. He came back and played 21 times. Fair enough, he got in against, against Fingy, against Norwich. This is squad player settings. My man played for a minute and then he, he had to hold bench and then played four minutes. Come on, man. Holding's actually got more 90 minutes than I thought. But other than that, how many times have you actually played 90 minutes? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight times. And you have to probably discount start of the season. People were injured, you know, in the in the Spurs game recently. My man was injured. You know, he was a hero against West Ham and, and against Leeds. Credit to him, he done well against Chelsea again, where there's injuries, and Ben White had to go to right back. He's a squad player. This is not significant minutes for Saliba. Minutes are currency. There's gonna, you know, once you've been your imagination's been aroused about being a main player and starting all the time, that's now where Saliba. I'm gonna say, yo, listen, Arteta, fair enough. I was brought in under a different regime, and I don't know you, but you're really a nobody in this football game. Stal Pauli and and Deschamps, who have done more, rate me. The world rates me. I'm still 23. I'm playing for France. I could go back to Marseille and, and, and go. I'm going to get Saliba that. This is me, D. We're not making sense. I hear your point. 
I hear your point. I really do. But it's not making sense. It's not. You can ask questions of Arteta with, with Saliba, his handling specifically. But in relation to holding, staying in England, it was never going to happen. Two different hierarchies in the squad. Holding's always going to be a sideman at best. Unless he turns into what no one expects, uh, Tony Adams overnight. It's a myth. He is better than Cannavaro, though. But still, it's a myth. Holding's clearly a good guy in and around the squad. Someone who's valued as, as you know, you always see the athletic articles that he's, you know, he's one of the, not one of the captains, but one of the captains. It's a myth, though. Like, that's me, dude. Like, come on, man. As much as I want, you can't have it both ways. I can't ask the manager to give everybody a chance and 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 think and, and expect him to, have to develop consistency. You know, I want Saliba to make it here because again, big teams don't cry about options. Liverpool have Joe Gomez, who is better than Ben White, in my opinion. Canate got the world in front, world ahead of him. Saliba's actually ahead of him in the France lineup, despite the fact of. Canate is playing and developing at Liverpool. Difficult playing ahead of an inform Matip and Van Dijk is Van Dijk, of course. But they've got him. I've just explained Van Dijk and Matip. They, you know, they could even force it. Fabinho could do a job there if they had a crisis, really. And even with half of these options, well, apart from Canate, did Liverpool not have an injury crisis two seasons ago or something ago? So I hope Saliba is brought into this plan and can can finesse a role for himself. But if I'm Saliba and there's any iffy moments from Arteta, all right, cool, I'm fucking off. I'm going and playing elsewhere. I would have loved to have made it here. You've all seen the pictures of me in an Arsenal shirt as a little kid. Arsenal made a big song and dance about my signing. It is what it is. Elements thoughts. Saliba thoughts. Transfer. Course. Big up you lot tuned in, people. Make sure you're smashing that like button. There's on YouTube, there is 290 of you, but only 86 likes. Come on, you lot are violating. Fix that up immediately, people. Twitch gang, you're always doing amazing, mate. So, yeah, man, let me scroll the way up, man. We went off on a tangent there. We're going to get into the transfer stuff in a second, people. Napoli going to ask a fortune for us a minute, of course. With a short turnaround before the season starts, we need to get the bulk of players in and out before the pre-season. Well, we're probably not going to, but you're right. There has to be a sense of urgency. As we spoke about yesterday, the season starts early. It's then going to get cut up because of the World Cup. We all know there's going to be, imp well, I don't know about internal pressures, but there should be internal pressures. A new deal's been signed. Money has now been spent. More money is going to be spent. Yes, in terms of the, even there should be pressure in terms of the, the process, when we remove what evidently happened in the season and we just look at it on a lazy thing, if you offered Arsenal a uh, fifth last season in August based on the signings they've made, the transitional period, all the yada, 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 they would have taken that. All right, cool. So that was year one of the process or whatever we're trying to do. What's year two saying? So there should be it, progress. Um, I mean, internal pressures to see that we succeed in that. For me, there should also be the added pro, pro uh, ad added problems of the sense of, or added pressure in the sense of is the word I'm looking for in we missed out on top four. Yeah, no one expected us to be there, but it fell into your lap. If you got into the Champions League, and I'm, I, it's not the same, but if you fell into the Champions League, we're not expected to win it. But if you get to the semi-finals or the final or whatever, and you finesse it, are we going to sit here and say, well, starting the group stages, we didn't expect to win it. So it doesn't make sense. The goals, goals, dynamics, variables, they all shift. So there should be that internal pressure. And not to mention the new contract. Simple as that. I can't tell you who should manage this team if Arteta leaves and all these things, but I'm not going to lie. If you're not necessarily looking for an established guy, I'm not going to lie to you. Salzburg, 
Dortmund, half of these clubs are doing similar things to what we do, and they seem to have a regen manager week in, week out. So them excuses aren't gonna really ain't really gonna cut it. So you're right, still for a variety of reasons. I I can I can't Edu, the club Edu to bring in everybody and get rid of everyone required. That doesn't happen. Variable shift, goalpost shift, things happen. It's very intricate. What I can't can't accept. And obviously, it's very difficult. You can't bring in without selling, and you can't sell sell without um, confirming certain things in it. Really, you can't let people go without making sure you've got them in. You can't really bring people in without letting people go. It's that catch twenty two. You know, we might have been factoring in a, a potential money coming in from I don't know Terreira going to Fiorentina. Now it seems like they're trying to get a discount. That's an example of a variable shifting. One player that wants to go might say, "You know, I actually want to stay." Arteta might have a change of heart. How many times is is Ainsley Maitland now's about to leave and then he stays. So there's variables that could shift. You know, Cedric might say, I want to leave and Ainsley might stay and be a backup right back in this hypothetical world. Gabriel, who's linked with Juventus, might say, actually, I want to leave. That shifts the goalpost. So I'm not expecting you to do everything, but you need to do something specifically. You know, for me, if you don't get a backup left back, if you don't sign a centre mid, if you don't get a striker as a starting point, and I would actually times the striker and specifically midfield by two, two additions. Then you need to, we need to ask questions in it, really. There should be pressure on everyone. Like, it should be pressure on everyone. Because last season, you didn't, you know, but we did not get top four, not because of the Cronkies and all of that stuff. Pre problem decisions or decisions that Arteta and Eddie made or didn't make is why, you know, it was all self inflicted last season. The players, the manager, you know. And the technical director. And I just feel by all means, if you want to do this inexperienced manager thing, have your do what you're doing. To have an inexperienced technical director is a dangerous territory, in my humble opinion, to be in, really and truly. That's just me, though, really. 107 likes. Can we move towards 200 with the 300 of you that are here, man? So, yeah, it is where it is. I don't know, David. You're right. You're, you're right. Still, I don't know how two centre-mids... Post Arsenal centimeters, one both playing under Wenger, one an invincible, one to go with the Arsenal and uh, and, and Wenger stuff. You know, come through La Masia, being coached around Pep Guardiola, or being part of his coaching. I don't understand how we bet on this midfield. So it's brazy, man. Would you loan out Balogun again? Yeah, man, car, you're not going to play enough. Like the occasional Europa League game against Dundalk and that where we're going to finesse them anyways nine times out of ten, such is life, then karma might get me. That's not going to develop. I think, personally, Balogun should stay at Middlesbrough, really. You only had half a season. The manager needs the, the manager wanted you when he was at Sheffield, Wilder. He knows how to utilise you. Sometimes he's pulled you off when you need to be pulled on and brought you on the bench. Of course, I would like him to get a Premier League loan and all of that sort of jazz, but it could be worth just staying where you're staying. There is no rush in the grand scheme of things. You're in your early 20s. The contract has been signed now. Developing it. Because what? He had 18 or so appearances, three goals, three assists. Got a great goal against Brom. You know, got a good assist one time. I can't remember the game, but he danced past a couple, man. Sat Romero Spurs on his ass, but he's not ready. Obviously... It's a bit harsh to expect it, but when I'm watching his loans or was watching his loan before the season finished and I'm specifically watching you against United, against Spurs, against Chelsea, them sort of games there, you're out of your depth. As, you sh as I should expect a young man that has not been exposed to first-team football, you're not ready. And I'm being harsh, but nine times out of ten, you're playing them sort of teams week in, week out. Um, are you not over the 38 games in the league? Are you not? 
There's no rush, man. As long as we know what we're doing. Again, and some of these young footballers, you should look at your club as a bit. You should look at yourselves as businesses, in my opinion. And what I mean by that is, and I, and well, I don't want to talk too much, but there are certain players that look at it because it, sometimes it comes down to your age and you know, how goal oriented you are. Year one, I want to do this. I need to do this the next year. There's no point signing a new deal, feeling part of it, traveling in preseason, being an Arsenal player, but in short, you're not playing. You know, how much, you know, Eddie Nketiah, it's a sad thing now that his contract is running down, but he's finally looking like somewhat of a Premier League footballer. How much, obviously, you can't, things happen at different rates, but for large periods, him, Reese Nelson, even Smith Rowe to a slight degree, and that might even be harming him now to a degree, Joe Willock, they're all playing catch up. Why? Because they were that in that little scenario where you're part of the first team, but you're not, you're, you've left 23's level, but you're playing there to tick over. You're travelling with the squad. You might even eventually come off the bench or play in the cup. But in the grand scheme of things, you're not really... You're, you're playing little man minutes, really. You're not doing much, you know. Is it any coincidence when Eddie's now been given an opportunity to start week in, week out, you're seeing a dip, dip, bit more of a tune out of the lad. Joe Willock, when he went to, to Newcastle, you're seeing a bit more of a tune out of the lad. And I'm sure there's many other examples. You can't, you know, as much as we're doing this young player project and we're giving young players opportunities, you still need to get three points. Not everyone can get pressure. Then again, we're going, again, we need to score goals. Arteta makes a big song and dance about needing 100 goals. We're probably not going to get that with Gapazis. You know, goals win games. We don't keep clean sheets. We don't score. I need you to make sure that's a thing. So I might not be as patient or have time if I'm Arteta to see Balogun do that. You know, one thing Balogun does have is time on his side. So... There's no rush. I probably would. The thing is, Balogun probably has to hang around for a bit of the preseason because, well, if Gabba just walks in and Eddie signs a new deal, there's that. But at, at this moment in time, there's no other strikers, are there? Like Lacazette and Eddie, Lacazette and Eddie are gone. You can we can talk about Darwin, Nunes, Martinez, Osman, all these guys until we're blue in the face. Last time I checked, I'm black, so we'll be here for a long time. But no one's at this club. So Balogun's the only one that I can see contracted. Him and Martinelli, who I'm still on Project Martinelli through the middle. Um, they're the only tangible options at this moment in time or will be at some weeks in pre-season or four weeks. So the sooner we get the business in, the better. But yeah, man, it is what it is where that is concerned, I would say. Smash the like button, folks. Every like button helps us closer to 50k. One love, Twitch gang. Make sure you're following on Twitch journey towards 10,000. There is still alive and kicking. And as usual, very appreciative of your support throughout this season. And obviously today, folks, and any other day, we got you lot still. So yeah, man, good talking points. Keep them coming. We'll get into the transfer news in a sec. I'm just enjoying these conversations still. Smash the like button, people. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, South London's finest. Roll to 50k and follow the Twitch links. You said it right on key. Nice guy, Tax. Don't think Arteta is looking to sell the players he kept in Jan because the more going out means the more we got to bring in and we need a lot lately. Who was meant to go in Jan? You know, you're going to have to sell Ainsley Maitland-Niles or he's walking for free. I know the season was a disappointing for us, but let's have some fun. DG Nation end of season career, end of season awards, Arsenal categories, best player, most improved player, best goal, best performance. I'd have to think about all of these things. I can't. I I, I think you're talking about the chat. I can't. I can't do that right now. I'd have to really sit down and think. 
Exactly. And look at Saliba's minutes. Come on, bro. Like, you can't argue with that. Do I think Arteta rates Saliba? Personally, I don't. I want to be wrong. Do I think he wants to sell him? Personally, I think he's more committed to the fixation of Gabriel being the left-footed guy. You spent, for whatever reason, you spent 50 million on Ben White. You've got to react to that. I think Arteta's too romantic with guys just being nice guys and in and around the club. So that gives Holden an opportunity. And I just, it, you know, it's not, Saliba's not his player. So you're under no, it's not your pride on the line. That's why you can cast away Pepping. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter, really. So I would like to be proven wrong, but yeah, man. Why fit that come with? Why is Saliba being overhyped? He's not even as good as foot. Do you think Europa League makes a great difference in getting the right players? I do think it's over, it's 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 over, it's over exaggerated in a sense. But it does put let's be honest, Champions League the highest honour anyone would want to play in it so it does boost your chances are Arsenal really frugal with their money would you say giving William Chelsea despite all of what he did for Chelsea you know he, they said no for two year deal so we gave him three getting Marie for 14 million in total then casting him off proving costly 52 million on Lacazette 72 million on Pepe 50 million on Ben White, not saying he's a flop or whatever. I'm just saying, oh, is this frugal? This doesn't seem like frugal to me. Fair enough, though. I don't know about any of where the fans them are in terms of demographics. You'd have to speak to someone who knows what they're talking about, man. I don't know. But shout out to all the, the football fans worldwide. With El Nene signing a new contract, do you reckon it'll be just one centre mid? Yep. Unless Jaco moves on, yep. 100%. 100%. If Chelsea don't find an owner, Arsenal may get Champions League. Arsenal are not going to get Champions League on a te technicality, bro. <laughs> like, is that the new angle? If, 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 in case I thought relying on Norwich with the shittest home form against Son chasing the golden boot and Antonio Conte wasn't low enough. Man, I doing that. I saw that yesterday on Twitter. Man, I doing that. Oh, Chelsea might get taken out of the jump. If how much will we get for Pepe? You're probably lucky to get 20 million, probably loan with an option to buy and then probably review his situation with a year left on his deal next summer. Big up DJ after three years on loan, being in two team of the year in France. If he stays, would you choose to play Ben White or Saliba with Gabriel? May the best man win, really. I think Ben White would probably, in Arteta's mind, start as the first choice with Gabriel. But yeah, may the best man win, really. If it was based on the tail end of last season, I would say the last two, three, four games, Saliba. If it was based around February, Ben White. Spurs are in the Champions League. Thanks for reminding us. Now I just need to wait for you lot to inevitably crumble. We need to see a deluded Guna and Troops collab. Shout him then, innit? <laughs> the man Hollywood, man. Shout out Troops. Basuma over Telemans any day. Two different sorts of midfielders, but I just think there'll be more consistency in Basuma. I do think Telemans is quite volatile. He's very much, I guess, with, to go with his mistakes, he's in the right place, isn't it? Like, it's just off the ball. Like, Telemans on the ball, very cultured. Off the ball is where if he makes, and again, if he makes all them improvements, we've got a player. 
when just looking at our midfield, DJ, I know we we look at our weaknesses, but would you say there are any strength, if any? Pardon me. No. I mean, Odegaard's technical level. When Partey, part, pardon me, when Partey's on it, he's on it. I won't quite say Xhaka's an unsung hero, but I do think Xhaka does some understated stuff. But strengths, I wouldn't say so. I don't think we we control the ball enough. I don't think we manipulate the ball fast enough. You, you know, attack is the best form of defence sort of thing. I don't think we manage the game enough in midfield. I don't think we were switched on defensively. I don't feel we follow runners. I don't feel like seeing with Van der Beek's goal and actually, you know, Bruno Guimaraes. Uh, yeah, I don't know what our midfield's about. It's not tenacious. It's not physically imposing. It's not mad technical. You know, I think you're not going to see the best from Martin Odegaard and all the wingers and new strikers until that midfield is addressed. It's very hit and miss. And then obviously you've got the volatility of Xhaka and actually the volatility of if Partey's going to stay fit as well. So... I know Tommy, well, Tommy, as he steps into midfield sometimes, I wouldn't say I would say any of these are strengths. So, yeah, man, not, not trying to sound, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just, nah, man, not, not for me anyways. Nah, I wouldn't say no. Would you take Spencer from Forest? So you think you mean Spence, but yeah. What's the perfect summer window for Arsenal? Get in all the players you need and get out all the players you need. Obviously, a striker, a centre mid. Perfect for me would be two strikers, two centre mids, a left back, a right back. Getting rid of the necessarily outgoings as well. So that would be perfect for me. Gabriel's the one who's going to lose his spot to Saliba. If I'm not mistaken, he plays really well as a, right, as a left-sided centre-back. He's played well on the left and on the right, but it seems that like Arteta wants a specific left-footed one and i just when you look at saliba ben white and, and gabriel they're all at the same stage in their development they all have brain farts they all go through good and bad moments i think it's all quite even none of them are clear of each other if someone said saliba's better than one and the other i can't complain or ben white the same for me i would say in the aspect of defending is gabriel the only weaknesses i see in saliba in that apart from the obvious of that center back would need is that he's gonna you know there's a lot of time on the ball in france you're gonna have that Sometimes I think he plays overconfident passes. He think he's improved in terms of his physicality following runners, but he still needs to learn to, to keep your eye on the ball and the man. Sometimes gives away unnecessary free kicks, like seen um, at times. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a bunch of old habits that he needs to get rid of, even though like when I look at Marseille, Marseille are on a good defensive side. No matter what their statistics are saying, they can see some shit goals. Just like when he was at Nice. I don't think he's ever been in a half-decent defensive side, really. And he's not going to be one at Arsenal. So, obviously, he's got unlearned bad habits. There's things he don't know he don't know, in it. So, just ne I only see necessary things. I would say, for someone that's six foot odd, I don't think he's good enough in the air. But a lot of the issues, are, you know, I, I you'd expect a young man to have, really. A young centre-half to have. So, I'm not re really worried about that. What I would like for him to do is sort out his future. If you're going to play here, great. If not, you deserve to go elsewhere and do your thing, man. Pepe plus cash for Tammy Abraham. But Jose end up punching up Pepe. That's a myth. I still can't believe to this day that we didn't take advantage of the transfer window properly. Max, We have to maximise every transfer window, the gaffer said. Great stuff. wonder if we did that in Jan. Nah. Yeah, he is. You know, I thought he was going spuds as well. Again, people can't control their headspace. 
I mean, the Sterling rumours is a bit boring, isn't it? Like, we're always, how much time is they going to spin that? He's not into, he's not coming to Arsenal. Uh, he's just not on, is it? Shout out my Jamaicans as well. Mateus Nunes, bring him. But isn't he linked with City? You know how that script goes. Next season always hard, man. You deserve a holiday deluded finger. Do you wonders, man? Hey, it would, it would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. I come back with a lovely tan. Why not, man? Why not? I do still, I do still, I do still. What do you still got to have them COVID passports? Or do I need to buy all? Do I need to get one? <laughs> it is what it is. Shout out to you. Let's look at the transfer window, transfer window rumors for today, though, man. I what you buy you pay for it like, now. Nah, next man can't pay take me all of this. I'm a dean thing. What <laughs> you're sponsoring that? If you're sponsoring it, Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas settings. Transfer love for love for that, anyways. My guy, shout out to everybody tuning in. Transfer rumors. I'm making a timestamp in case you think what the hell I'm doing. By the way, I heard Arsene Wenger's getting his own statue around the Emirates. About to happen. DG do a road trip and visit some clubs in Europe. Around you, I don't know about that. I'll go, I'll go Barca again. I'll go Spain. Some Italian clubs and it's stopping there. Man said around you, I ain't touching Eastern Europe, not being touched. Might try to stop Celtic, you know, the Rangers. Once you start, I start hearing Inverness and Patrick Fistle and no, 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 I'm staying indoors, man. <laughs> People like me can't be doing them tours, man. It's unfortunate. Can't be doing them tours. Can't be doing them tours. Like, especially with us, came and can't be doing them tours. But anyways, away from any of that, let's look at the transfer rumors. Let's start with this. The athletics, buddy. Me. Oh, shout out, Cape Town. Big up, DG. Keep telling you, bro. We need you on the scouting team. I asked to keep up the good work. I don't know about that, but I hear that, man. Hey, Brazil season. Hey. Hey, I'll get my agent. I'll get my agent license and go Brazil. Start signing some players, man. Go into the go into the favelas immediately and start signing Duns. Start lying and putting on the British accent. Oh, I know Arsenal Duns. I get you the move, man. I don't have no thoughts on that. Arts arts medical, man. I don't know about that, dear son. I'm just not about football. I don't know about that. Cause, anyways. Arsenal transfers. Jesus is number one target. Serie A strikers also in the mix. Search for left-sided centre-back. Arsenal's priority in this transfer window is no secret. They want a centre-forward. But the additions to the squad will not end there. In And this is by James McNicholas and David Ornstein, by the way, people. In light of the club's return to European football. You see how they're in the thing now? You're all European football. <laughs> I'm going to cat that one. <laughs> Arsenal are aware they need to strengthen in other departments. They also intend to add a number nine to argue, to augment their midfield and are interested in a left-sided centre-back to support Gabriel. What, Porto? Spenders in transfer fees, bringing in six players for a reported £140 million. You know, we were, but City spent 100 on one, So that tells you where Arsenal were at and where other teams are at. We're... You know, we're trying to make sure there's no asbestos in our yard and there's proper central heating and installation and all of them things there. Brazil might be dangerous, man. I'm dangerous. The world's dangerous, man. Brazil, Chilo. Bro, is what it is, man. Come on, man. Arsenal, Arsenal. I mean, you can't walk, you can't go in life fear, or fear of people, man. You know, it is what it is. But anyways, away from that nonsense, 
This summer, the strategy is different. Arsenal hope to add a smaller number of players, but lift the quality of the squad substantially. You know, and by the way, for someone that, that's been for Brazil, they told you that someone that's actually Brazilian, you just wear Primark stuff, you'd be good still. The you know, if a Carla can be in raised where guys got skengs and nothing can happen, I think I could be all right. The in budgetary terms. Arsenal believe, however, they will still be able to land their key targets. They feel that the project, the city and a persuasive manager will still make a compelling proposition for potential signings. Probably you're going to have to gas them. And obviously, again, you have to play on the London aspect. Some of the main targets are well-known. Arsenal are still optimistic that their interest in Gabriel Jesus will bear fruit. Discussions between Arsenal's technical director, Edu, and Jesus' representatives are believed to have been taking place for, uh, for months. And with just a year remaining on his contract, Arsenal will surely in interpret City's demands demand, sorry, as a negotiating position. Jesus is, oh, is Arsenal's number one target. He's seen as the perfect mix for their Arsenal attack. He has an intelligent movement. He has intel he has the intelligent movement that the manager Mikel Arteta is looking for, while his versatility also offers flexibility. What about goals, brother? Crucially, crucially, he also works incredibly hard off the ball. Pep and Brazil manager Tite have both called Hezus the best pressing forward in the world. I have more defensive forwards. Brazy, brazy, man. It is what it is. Uh, scorer. If a deal patients, Arsenal's technical director and Jesus goes some way back, he was the general coordinator of Brazil's national team when Jesus received his first cap in September 2016. It's hopeful too that Arteta worked alongside Jesus at the Etihad. Several other clubs are interested in signing Jesus, which could push Arsenal to act sooner rather than later. Just make sure you've got a backup plan. Reports suggest City could demand as much as 50 million for Hezus, a steep price for a player whose contract expires in 2023. Arsenal will hope that position is merely the start of a negotiation. The club acknowledged, however, that the centre-forward market is not one synonymous with, I cannot say that word, with great value. They accept they'll have to pay a premium price to land a goal scorer. Is Hezus a goal scorer? Does he have the potential to be? Yes, but is he a goal scorer? Pressing forward work rate? Yes, but is he a goal scorer? Has he got a body of work for uh, that? That is a goal scorer. And it's over If to play devil's advocate, I can only go off the words and the descriptive language being used. Eight goals and nine assists in twenty-eight appearances this season. You know, half of them goals came when you was linked to linked to Arsenal. And your your stats were identical to Lacazette. You know, you'd have to go. He went on at a point. He went on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. He went on like a fourteen game streak without scoring before he scored against Liverpool people, and then. Goals he got in the league, you know, 95 goals in 230 in the Premier League, 58 goals and 32 assists in 559 for Brazil. Is that's where the record looks a bit the most 30, 18 goals in 54. Is this necessarily a goal scorer for as much as I like or don't? And truly, so I don't know, you know, it's just just. What arouses my imagination, pause, is the potential of Gabriel to be a goal scorer. Um, but anyways, you know, again, 
I wouldn't describe him currently as a goal scorer. Um, so yeah, 50 million is a is a big ask. City probably would have to loosen their their position as the months goes on. But again, they're in a strong nego negotiating position. There's about six clubs that want him. Probably don't want him to sign for Arsenal. So wherever he goes, I don't. If he, I, I can very well see Arsenal paying 50 million. But if he goes elsewhere, I don't think they'll do that. People. There are other names that were both discussed in January. Is that's got five goals this season? It's a bit needy, and they're going to ask for a mad thing. Dominic Calvert Lewin's had a poor season, so Everton didn't get relegated, and I'm sure Lampard, in his first full season at at, at Everton, would want, you know, his England capped striker. So, yeah, Sociedad's seemingly unwillingness to negotiate may rule them out of contention. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is still admired by Arsenal staff, but there are concerns after a difficult season due to injury and poor form. What not ability? Arsenal's list of targets includes several, several strikers in Syria. They held an interest in Tamir Abraham last summer and would likely have pursued him more aggressively had they found a willing buyer for Lacazette. Instead, the former Chelsea forward went to Roma, where he's enjoyed a fantastic debut player would be open to a return to London but Roma have no interest in selling Latoro Martinez was subject of interest from Arsenal and Tottenham before signing a new deal in October 2021 Arteta and Edu remain firm admirers of the Argentinian his new deal would make him expensive however and he prefers to play in a front two. Victor Osimhen is another player Arsenal have followed closely given that Napoli signed him for a fee of up to 80 million he is another one that would command a premium price tag there is also an acceptance that negotiating with the Napoli president could be challenging. Gianluca Schemacher is also of interest to Arsenal. The 23-year-old Italy international scored 16 league goals this season and is being followed by some of um, the big European clubs. Inter and AC Milan are tracking him closely and there's a sense he may decide to stay in Serie A. So there you have it with that one, really. you know, um, Whether or not Arsenal will sign a second strike, Two-year-old is just weeks away from the expiry of his contract, but fresh terms remain on the table and Arsenal are a little more hopeful that after a run of starts, he may be persuaded to sign. If Arsenal were to sign a second striker, it may be a player earlier in their development. The club are strong admirers of the 19-year-old Czech forward Adam Hozek, but he is believed to be subject of strong interest from Bayern Leverkusen, who may steal a march on Arsenal as the London club may wait for more clarity in their striking situation. Arsenal, sorry, I scrolled down too much. Arsenal had been looking at the possibility of a wide forward with PSG's winger Cody Gakpo among the options that have been discussed. The club have moved quick. Paolo, the youngster has already flown into London to undergo medical tests and sign the necessary paperwork. His short-term future is yet to be decided. He may go out on loan or could yet be asked to fight for a place in Arsenal's first-team squad. Either way, further arrivals in this area would most likely be contingent on the departure with Nicolas Pepe, the obvious candidate to be sold. You can have enough, you know, to, to be able to sell, you've got to have a buyer in it. You know, nobody wants a shit stock. No one wants to buy a, a, a poor asset or a poor business, which Pepe might be that, might not be that. There's been a suggestion Arsenal want to recruit homegrown players. While that was true last summer, the homegrown quota is now in a healthy position and Arsenal under no pressure to buy British. Their experiences of 2021's transfer window, particularly the smooth adaptations of Ben White and Ramsdale and Odegaard, would you say smooth? 
players with Premier League experience. It what makes players like Jesus, Calvert-Lewin and Abraham so intriguing. The same is true in midfield where Leicester City's Yuri Telemans ranks high among Arsenal's targets. Like Jesus, he has a year left on his contract. Arsenal hope these, these situations can be exploited to their benefit and would ideally like to pay in the region of £25 million. Or to be... Preliminary talks have taken place between Edu and the players' reps, and although multiple clubs are interested in the Belgium international, Arsenal hope he can be persuaded to swap the Midlands for London. Ruben Neves is another midfield Premier League midfielder Arsenal admire, but they are conscious that after a stellar season, his price tag may have also doubled since last summer. Arsenal fans were scouring the media for weeks for, for news of a, of a new striker for weeks in January, but the club were also simultaneously pursuing a centre-back. Arteta wanted to add a left-sided German, wanted to add left-sided German international Nico Slotterbeck to replace Marie, who we spoke about already. Um, Arsenal advised his preference was to remain in Germany, and weeks ago it was revealed he signed for Borussia Dortmund. Arsenal will still be in the market for a left-sided centre-back should an uh, appropriate opportunity arrive. It will be interesting to see if William Saliba joins Arsenal's stable of defenders next season. As of yet, no clear plans have been communicated to the Frenchman or his reps. Dependent on players leaving the club. At left-back, Arsenal admire Bologna's Aaron Hickey, but as of yet, there has been no formal bid. On the opposite flank, the club still have Cedric under contract for a further two years and are pleased with the job he has done as Tommy Asu's understudy. Arsenal will be hoping to make additions in good time for the start of the season. Without an international without an international tournament, there are fewer obstacles. Moving quickly could be vital if they are to avoid the same difficulties they experienced at the beginning of 2021-22. So make of that what you will. Moving away from that, though, folks, which was a lengthy read, and getting into the other articles. I do miss the days when strikers like to score. You're right on that, man. You're right on that. Is what it is. No, not having it next season. The league's ours. I hear that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know about that. Swap El Nene. Yeah, man. What's his record for Brazil? I kind of just, I just said it. DG, does it really make sense taking in these transfer rumours, seeing the players are on holiday and most likely don't make decisions in more in more July? I know content still has to be made. I mean, signings have happened already, you know. It's just a, what else are we able to speak about? You know, you can still deal with transfers. You don't think people are on the beach right now dotting I's and crossing T's and when they return to the countries, it is what it is. I, I want to know, does it really, what else are we meant to talk about? What else are we meant to do? You know, it makes sense. Football always is, it was, is always going. You know, we've seen the bulk of where, where we've heard the bulk of the paperwork or talks have been done with Gabriel and Telemans across the course of the season. Last time I checked, you know, Harlem was on holiday, he signed for City. Are you having a bad day? Are you all right now? Is it cool? Did you get it out? Why are you typing paragraphs on an emotional tip? You know what? Let me say, I'm going to send you a link to the stream. I'm going to, you come and sit here. Come and sit here. You know, some players are going to be on holiday. Some players are not. Some players are more pressed to sort out their futures or not. But fundamentally, as I said, 
we're just going to be speaking about it. So please let me know. We as Arsenal fans are sometimes delusional. We know the reality, but still expect a unicorn. You got to speak for yourself. Someone like, what are we trying to say? DJ, I said fifth is where we're going to finish. Where do you think we'll finish in the Europa League? If you're not winning the co competition, it's a myth. Like, I, to be honest with you, I don't care. Well, if, if Arsenal are not in the final as a minimum, it's irrelevant. If you don't win it, it's a myth. There's no point being in it. Like, I would have had less. Ex I would have had less expectations on Arteta in the Champions League because there's a bigger golf in 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 quality. Nothing to do with Deadly. I just want to know, like. You know, we've got fucking, you know, we're about to we're about to listen to what Charles Watson said, but we got fucking Ian Parker Campbell who knows anything about transfers here. So again, he must know something we don't, you know. Really sit here and tell us who we're signing. We say we saying Mbappe's coming. Shut the fuck up, mate. Arsenal I awesome and transfer as they continue. Gab has just talked. The Gunners are looking to bring in two forwards this summer with Alexis Alexander Lacazette, sorry, and Eddie Nketiah expected to leave. Arsenal have held talks over a move for Napoli striker Victor Osimhen as they continue their attempts to line Gavazus from City. Again, we know the obvious, you know, we know, as it said here, improving strikers is improving the striking department. Comes to the productivity of our strikers and obviously our ability to score goals. The Napoli striker is a player high up on Arsenal's transfer list this summer. Goal has learned that Osman's agent flew into London last week for meetings with Arsenal's technical director, Eddie, to discuss a potential transfer. Careful, someone in the group chat said that people are not, not, not dealing with their futures. Ian, come on now, you know. Now, you can never hop on this, you're not levels. But anyways, you know, Ian, I just, just to humor you, you know, people on holiday, that's last week. Last week, like I say, I just talk about things. I barely, I just, I just know football in it. Like I don't know about the transfer thing, like you, man. I need you on Football Manager. Hey, listen, I can't lie, I miss Alexis Sanchez. It's, 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 it's muscle memory. But yeah, man, his agent flew into London last week for a meeting. Meetings could be anything. I have meetings about content all the time. It doesn't mean anything comes of it. I'm sure some of you that have meetings will It'd be very difficult to convince Napoli to part ways with their star striker. As we know, their president is known as an extremely tough negotiator and would want to receive far more than 68 million. And the fact that Napoli have qualified for the Champions League, to be fair to you, there's no reason for him to, 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 to move, really. If I'm concerned, people just need to charge my phone. There's no re there's no reason to him, for him to want to move. I mean, where Osim is concerned, you just got to put the money down or, or allow it in it really and really and truly, you know. And again, with with Gab Jesus, this has just reiterated that Arsenal have held talks with his reps for weeks as they look to strike an early deal for the Brazilian. His reps are now in England to hold talks with City. He has a year left on his deal. You know, he's open to a move, even though we're, we we didn't get Champions League. And much like much like what we heard with Telemans, he's still down for it. We're yet to table a bid. So that tells you, for all the talk about stuff, we're dotting I's and crossing T's. We're yet to table a bid yet, people. So we're going to have to see what's going on there. I can't lie. This article is basically just reiterating the majority of the stuff from The Athletic, really, where, where Tammy Abraham, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Osserman is concerned. Um, and obviously where Marquinhos is concerned here. But it said sources. And again, this source is... 
credible platform i can say sources you know my mum could have told me that she saw a rumor and i can say sources have said oh, goal that arsenal are keeping an eye on everton forward richarlison's situation and have sounded out his reps in recent weeks i wonder how that much how much that would cost him surely he wants to get out of, of, of there so i don't know how much that would cost or whatever's going there you know, Telemans needs to improve defensively. You know, he's conceded four penalties. That's more than City, Spurs and Southampton combined, folks. Um, what's all of this? We're on Arsenal. We're on football.london. What's the going on here? What does this say? This could be interesting. I mean, I don't want to hear nothing about Gabbers this anymore, if I'm honest with you. In terms of on uh, in terms of players on Arteta's radar, football.london understands City's Gabriel Jesus. Tired of hearing that now. Aaron Hickey, Telemans are targets, while they're also linked with the likes of Gakpo, Neves, Tem. Get their main targets signed, sealed, and delivered before their first preseason fixture in early July. It would allow for enough. I mean, we all we all know that, innit? Scrolling all the way down here, Saliba, Saka, Martinelli contracts talks. 2024. As previously reported by Football.London, Arsenal are expected to offer Saka a new contract at the end of the season as a reward for his excellent form. But the winger is just one of several first-team players who, as things stand, will see their deals expire in 2023 or 2024. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Bellerin, Torreira, Nelson, who we heard Arsenal are encouraged by his development, are all out of contract next summer. Um, so Arteta and Edu will have to make a decision. I mean, to be honest with you, I would say with the exception of Nelson, and you could even throw him in there, a miracle happens. They're gone, in it, really? So, yeah, it is what it is, people. And obviously, where the 2024 contracts are concerned, you know, you've got Cedric Suarez, Xhaka, Marie, Pepe, Runnison, Akonku, Arthur Akonku, William Saliba holding and Gabriel Martinelli um, with the club holding the trick, the option to trigger one-year extensions on the latter pair. So these two are basically until 2025. Need to go, need to go. Fucking shit. Probably for you to leave if you're not going to, you know, if, if, if we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Holdings are sidemen and nothing more. Um... It is what it is because they've got the bloody club in their pocket and likewise man um so yeah it is what it is it is what it is where that's concerned so yeah the next two years are quite vital people as for saliba and martinelli in particular have the potential to be key players for the club there's an incentive for technical sorry director of football operations richard garlic whose main role entails negotiating contracts with both existing and new players to press ahead with talks in order to secure their long-term future very different you know from what the article had actually said in it people so yeah that's that bit of clickbait from them as you'd expect we've already covered that um obviously i'm not signed up to the telegraph but we've all heard Mikel arteta is pushing arsenal to make a bid you know for yuri telemans of 25 million and he's contracted for a year we've been knowing that already Telemans has change of heart as Arsenal push for 25 million summer transfer. Yuri Telemans may have played his last game for Leicester. He's being linked with us people. Scrolling all the way down. Telemans and his reps are now open to the prospect of playing in that competition where Europa League is concerned, people. So, yeah, 
it is what it is. Let's hope Arteta is able to persuade him and whatnot. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to Google that. I don't work for Arsenal or Amazon. I don't know for, for, for anything they're bringing out. Right. And here we go with the sun. This, this article actually got me... With up to nine first-team players facing the app, Tammy Abraham wanted up. Again and again and again and again. So let's see exactly what's been said here, innit, people? Um, Arsenal are looking to scrape together 60 million from a, from the Emirates yard sale of players. And this is where I think Saliba could be gone, because Saliba can bring you 25 to 30 million, get your money back. Other than that, you know, we've got players that are not really wanted. You know, Edu's not much of a hustler and you've got contracts running out. So where's this 60 million coming from? I mean, if I do the math, you might be able to, but the club are ready to spend as much as 150 million this summer to upgrade Mikel Arteta's squad for a return to European football. But they want to offset some of the outlay by selling several surplus players at knockdown prices. As we as, as we know, Gwendozi and Mavropanos are gone. The club are now trying to negotiate cut price deals for Hector Bellerin, Torreira, Leno, Maitland, Niles and Pablo Marie. Arteta has told Edu that he needs 22 outfield players to cope with the extra demands of European football next season, and not to mention five subs. Eddie and Lacazette look to be going. El Nene has more or less signed a new deal. We still await official confirmation, people. Um, that figure could be boosted by the return of Saliba and possibly Reese Nelson from their current loan deals. Arteta is ready to allow promising youngsters such as Patino, Aziz and Amari the chance to cut their teeth. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty much certain two of those three names there will go out on loan. But he's still, and I don't know anything, I'm just a fan, that's just my educated opinion. Um, but he still wants to make four further top quality signings this summer as he looks for two strikers, a centre mid and possibly another fullback. I mean, the Athletics had a centre back, so who knows? You know what about Tamri, Abraham, Yuri Telemans and Gab Jesus? So, yeah, man. And Arteta said, when you look at what we have on the pitch now and what we had 10 or 20 years ago, you can see where this club has to go. We have squeezed the lemon to the very last drop to reach this point. And we... I hear you. The Europa League requires a much larger squad because of the amount of games is much larger. I mean, that if they are to get their spending right this summer, the squad will need to be in great shape for the next five or six years. The problem is now finding potential buyers for players who are currently surplus to requirements. Benfica, Benfica are quibbling over Leno and, you know, Fiorentino, despite agreeing to it, don't want to commit to the outlay of 12.5 million for Lucas Torreira. Real Betis have spoken about crowdfunding a deal to keep Bellerin, but the fullbacks, 100 grand a week wages are a major stumbling block. The versatile Maitland-Niles is expected to move to another Premier League club for around 8 million. I hope there's a sell-on clause. While Marie has impressed on loan at Udinese, but the club might not have the funds to make the, per the player permanent. I mean, when you're shit and you sign players on good wages, it's difficult to move them on. Is this Lacazette's kid? Oh, shout out Lacazette. Goodbye, Lacazette. So, yeah. And to paraphrase that, as you can see here, you know, this is where Edu's got to earn his money. Fiorentina cannot afford the 12 and a half asking price for Torreira. Benfica are playing hardball over Leno. Bellerin's wages are a stumbling block. Ainsley Maitland now is to move for a cut price fee. Why? They're all contracted until 2023. I wouldn't keep Ainsley Carr. He needs to go in it, you know. Needs to go on loan. I mean, needs to leave permanently now. Like, 
would like him to be a squad player here, but we're at where we're at. They're not going to give him a new deal on extended terms. He's not going to get a look in the midfield. He's probably not going to get a look in that fullback now with Cedric, that being that. You need to go in it, really. Time to move on. So, yeah, that's that. Fiorentina wanted to agree one line. Pablo Bentacor, Terreira's agent, confirmed that Fiorentina repeatedly requests for discounts, pushed the Uruguayan to return to Arsenal people, where he's been, it's been made abundantly clear he will not have a future. We had agreed on a... Oh, this is putting me off, sorry. We had agreed on a salary with Fiorentina for the coming seasons of 2.7... Both the salary and the cost of the transfer. We could not accept this and neither could Arsenal. Now Terreira has a contract with the Gunners until June 2023. Lucas loves, Lucas loves, Lucas loves the city of Florence. He's very disappointed. There's little to add. Disappointed for the behaviour of the club. Obviously not for the footballing experience with the city. I repeat, he had fallen in love with Florence. Boy, and it's been made abundantly clear, allegedly, he's got no future at Arsenal. Like he, the club told him that. So, yeah, it's a myth for that, really. You know, Lucas Torreira is set to return. So he'll return for a couple of weeks and then probably be moved on, really. They tried to lie to them people, you know. The basic problem is that Lucas earned a higher salary at Arsenal than he took in Florence. When we agreed on the 1.5 million euro loan, 1.2 million quid on loan with Arsenal last summer, I got from the English club the possibility that Fiorentina would not pay that money if Lucas had played at least 25 games. With this option, we have set the right of redemption at 50 million, 12.6 people, payable in... We had an agreement on the engagement with Fiorentina for the coming seasons of two and a half million net a year. Fiorentina, however, now want to accept what now want to lower both the salary and the cost of the transfer. We couldn't accept um, this, and I think it means this. And Arsenal didn't accept it either. Now Lucas has a contract with Arsenal until twenty twenty three. So yeah, Torreira and his agent are going to have their work cut out there. People, Arsenal have been linked with a left back on from Getafe. People, Uruguayan. Uh, Matias Oliveira, I haven't seen him, so I don't know nothing about him, apart from YouTube, really, and he looked all right there, which you can't really look at. Arsenal and Benfica are two clubs most interested in the international Uruguayan left-back. Arsenal are among four clubs who have made bids for Oliveira, who is um, valued at €20 million Euros by his club, Getafe, according to this report. Um, Napoli allegedly interested, and apparently they found an agreement with Getafe over a loan with the obligation to make it permanent next summer. But the Spanish club want his entire transfer paid right now, people. So it is what it is there. What? Yeah, we might miss out on this because he seems set to have his Napoli medical conflicting report, people. He should have his medical tomorrow at Napoli. So Napoli's finally beaten Arsenal to the signing of a player. So, yeah, that wraps up that. Uh, what's this? Hope we can meet again. 100 K per week wage demands preventing Arsenal staff from sealing transfer. Obviously, Bellerin did that emotional exit from Batiste. I hope you can you can do that as well. He's set to hold talks with Arsenal regarding his future, but it's a myth for a minute, people. He's done an emotional farewell. To be fair to Bellerin, I don't give a flying monkeys. You know, it shouldn't be farewell. It should just be goodbye for now. Go and get your agent and Arsenal to do what they're doing. So Edu's going to have his work cut out. This summer. And this is the territory that you're in. So, yeah, that's that, where the transfers are concerned, people. Should I spin the block? Knowing, knowing us. 
Smith Rowe's been left out of the England squad, probably due to his injuries and forms not quite been there. But Saka, Ben White, and Aaron Ramsdale have been called up. Bowen better be in there. Apparently, oh lord, oh, we're not done actually. We're not. We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Well, I was gonna go and look at the England squad still, but. I mean, I might actually sign up. You know, I might actually sign up to the to the Telegraph people just 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 for you lot, just for you lot. If I'm honest, just just for you lot. Sorry, people. As you can see here, we're not done yet at all. Again. I'm not signed up to the Telegraph, but apparently Crystal Palace will return for Eddie Nketiah if he leaves Arsenal. And apparently, Venice move. Oh shit! Telegraph actually let me read something. I don't. I'm not signed up to this. But all right, cool. Crystal Palace are ready to revisit a deal for Eddie Nketiah should Arsenal fail to keep him at the Emirates this summer. His contract has run down and can move without a fee, but we will be entitled to compensation. Uh, Palace are among the clubs waiting in the wings If he becomes a free agent They attempted to sign him last summer But could not finalise a deal And did sign um, Eduard Vieira this week spoke about Bringing in players to improve the team Obviously Eddie Nketiah's position at Arsenal Had been uncertain After no agreement on an extension was made during the season Despite Arteta's numerous attempts To convince him to sign a new deal He finished the season strongly with five goals in seven games And I think, well for me That's when your season really started, isn't it? You know, you played a long time before that, but yeah. Meanwhile, Telegraph Sport understands that centre-back Gabriel is happy at Arsenal and is unlikely to push for a move away from the club amid interest from Juventus. Reports in Italy have named Gabriel as a top target for Juventus, although the Italian giants are yet to make any formal proposal for the 24-year-old. He's one of the most important members of the squad and it would take a considerable fee for Arsenal to even consider his sale. He joined Arsenal from Lille for a fee of around 23 million in the summer of 2020 and is contracted until 2025. He started every Premier League match for Arsenal this season after missing the opening three. Um, Arteta's side conceded nine goals without him. He's also bagged five goals more um, this, this season in the league. He's our fifth goal scorer, has more than Lacazette. He's recently become a father and has understood to feel settled in London, where he's part of a strong Portuguese-speaking contingent, along with Cedric, Nuno, Gabriel Martinelli. Arsenal were interested in signing Juventus midfielder Arthur Melo in January, and the Brazilian could be offered as part of a move for Gabriel, although Arsenal's priority in midfield is now Yuri Telemans. Arsenal are hoping to strengthen the Brazilian section of their dressing room with the signing of Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City. Um... Spurs are also showing an interest, although sources in Brazil rate Arsenal as the more likely destination if a fee can be agreed between the two clubs. Also, don't forget young Marquinhos, um, who we don't know if he's going to be going loan, be a squad player or whatever, has signed for us as well. So, yeah, that's that's that, people, really. So, yeah, man, I think with that, that that is the end of the transfer speculation and news and all of those sort of things, people. Can we get to 200 likes? We're at 177 people. We must be able to. Uh, that's Let's change that to, what's that, 1940. All that. And that's that, man. What are you lot saying? Because I'm missing beer stuff. Can't lie, DG, you plugged me on Calvin Ramsey. Man went straight into the 11. Decent player. Liverpool look to be getting him. Would love Vic 
at the Emirates, but I can't see us playing 90 million. Uh, you're sounding all Brexit. Your man said they're doing the mass celebrations too much. Big up, DG. Who would you say has the most jarring fan base in the Premier League? I'm, I, well, I'll say Spurs because they're pagans. But um, what I will say is everybody, everyone thinks they're, you know, I'm sure if you're a United fan, Chelsea fan, Spurs fan, you're all going to blame each other. You're all going to say Arsenal this, you know, I could actually. Everybody, everyone can, every section of fan base can be, you know, can be annoying. You know, United are annoying, Spurs are annoying, Liverpool are annoying, Arsenal are annoying, every flipping fan base. I wouldn't say there's any in particular. Would you prefer Osman and Eddie or Richarlison and Jesus? Also, uh, Osman and Eddie, probably slightly, but Jesus and Richarlison, Brazil and that, I don't really know, man. I don't know for any names, but um, trust Charlie. Uh, why would my, my guy watch the stream if he didn't want to hear it? I don't know, man. bit like why people complain, um, watch something and complain. It's, it's head loss in it. Decision-making, much like our defenders against uh, in the latter stages of the season. Top three signings we need to make. I don't know, but centre mid up front. And then, obviously, evidently, for me, I would say if it came to it out of left-back, centre-half and right-back, I'd rather a left-back. You know, I, I can't really stand Cedric, but yeah, from a from a footballing point of view, in fact, you need both, man. Being linked to so many players is disheartening. Would love to see us linked to some players with a few, so many young players, sorry, with a few years of, of first team experience. Boy, midfield partner to complement Partey, who is available in the market to back up Saka and Smith Rowe. Finally, we need someone like Nuno, Nunes. And Martinez as main strikers with either Jesus or Tony as secondary. Don't get why people are always so pessimistic about signings. Come on, guys, we are a big club. I mean, I'll be pessimistic until I listen because I know there's too many moving parts. Until I, my personal opinion, I'm I'm happy to talk about transfers, but until I see them holding shirts, everything is subjective. I will say with Jesus, I actually would be quite confident in him. I don't know, man. I like Jesus, but he just reminds me of an older Enketia. We need a physical presence. Missed that since Giroud and Van Persie. He looks decent still. The man said, we definitely need DG as a scout. Can't do any worse than the scouts we have now based on the number of bang average players. I'm sure DG can identify players that will fit Arteta's style of playing system. When One day, man, I don't know about now. It's just a bit meh, not excited yet. No matter the transfer news, Arsenal really done one on me this, this season. Boy. Some people turning up their nose at Jesus are buzzing. Look at the turd we had to put up with. I reckon he would turn things up at Arsenal. Why not? Bring it. Man said if I go Brazil, I ain't coming back. Trust. Hey, <laughs> November 2022. We're winning the World Cup still. Arthur Melo or Telemans. Oof. Brazil by itself, a mellow, in it. Sterling is on the market. London clubs will be running for that. I mean, well, Spurs got top four and, and there's a Conte aspect, but he said he's got no interest in signing there. Chelsea, I could see it happening, but is that necessarily what Chelsea need? Probably need a more throwback number nine. Um, Arsenal, we're not going to get him in it. I just don't think Sterling ends up here. I think he's more likely to go abroad. So, pardon me, you're right, but yeah. Telemans all day. No, I don't, man. 
in relation to Saka. Pardon me. I will be doing it. And listen, by the end of the week, there'll be an end of re review stream. Appreciate you, my guy. When do free transfer? Arsenal are not signing anything. Players will, however, go out on loan. Lacquer gets a new short-term contract. You're wrong because we've already signed Marquinhos in it. So it can only get better from there. Just covered that. When does the window open? It's technically open now, but does it not technically officially open in July? Hickey's lit. Terrera can't catch a break. Trust, and we can't catch a break. <laughs> Trust. What we say in El Nene back up DM. Fair enough, you know. When Aziz went on loan at Portsmouth, it became purpose. It became pay. I can't even read. Painfully obvious that he wasn't ready for men's football. Sadly, really, you know, because when his loan was finished, finishing towards the end, he actually did all right. You know, he had a volatile time. He had moments where you're out of the first team, moments when you're in, moments where it probably weren't what we projected. But would you? What's better that the good or bad moments at first team where you're being exposed to it or playing twenty threes? Are you ready for consistent first-team football week in, week out at Arsenal? No, Miguel Aziz is not. But he definitely is ready for men's football or to begin that part of learning. You need to be outside your comfort zone. What's worse, learning these experiences or just playing 23s? This is going to make you a better footballer. You see how real football is. You see how mental it is. You see the consistency required. You probably see things that you thought you was better at, you're not. Things that you thought you was bad at, you're not. 23s football can put a, a false sense of in, of security. So I don't know if that, I'm not, he's not ready for first team football makes sense really, is he? You know, what are you more likely to do? Be outside your comfort zone or play 23s? You know, what's more likely to help you if, if you're a swimmer? Standing up in a paddling pool where kids can stand up or going in the deep end and trying to survive? It looks like we've already got one in, in Matt Turner. Sixty million. Where'd you get that from? Maybe in terms of hustling, but yeah. Don't know where you drew that one. I'm okay with semi-final in Europa if we are securing a top four in the meet. Nope. Sorry, you need to be targeting a. You know, if if that happens, then fair play. But nope. Sorry, you need to get to the final or win the competition, and you need to qualify for the top four. Now, obviously, things happen in the season. You can save face by doing either or, but there's the semi-finals of the Europa League is not acceptable. Like, we've been getting there. You know, that's the minimum you need to be doing. Like, the minimum is the final, really. Thoughts on Tarkovsky at the carpet? Safe, man. Seems like the DRB links have gone dead, my guy. Do you think smith Rowe should start left wing? It's an option that I'm not against. To be honest, the club should slap 50 million plus Pepe. You have to assume Pepe wants to go to Italy. Exactly. Some need to be for the squad. But people think it's just from that to that. You can't. People underestimate the physical demands, the mental demands, the level of consistency. But if you go along to League One of the Championship, bro, you're playing bare times a week, you know. At 23's football, you can be, be good against whoever at 23's level. You're not playing for another week. And you forget that these men are these men are babies in, in terms of footballing ages. Babies. 
I like Gavido, but he at this moment in time, very he's going to be expensive, very mistake, got a very mistake ridden, got a mistake in him, inability to focus. I think he's shown that in a couple of calamitous errors he's made at Leipzig and for Croatia, but he does have potential. How far he goes, I don't know. Hoping us being linked with him, Titi is serious, matured centre back for for players to learn experience from. Nope, sorry, nope. You bring Umtiti in, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be the same shit with William, Abamian and Ozil. It's not going to help us. The man can't stay fit, going to cost a shitload of money, you know. You've just spent 50 million on Ben White. Where does that leave you, you know? I know he's probably more likely to be competition slash a replacement for Gabriel, but yeah, it doesn't. It's a name. It's a name. And to be honest, Umtiti has not been a footballer for a number of years now. And when you factor in the injuries, fuck that, lad. That's all a myth. They've tried to sell the man for years and no one's taken him. Contracted until 2026. Shout at him, though. Another four years on your deal at 28. Shout him, Titi. And he's made one appearance this year, playing 90 minutes. He's Forget all of that. Forget all of that. Forget all of that. Shout out to him, though. But forget all of that. That's dead. That's not going to It's not gonna help us at all. Probably gonna cripple us. Two hundred and one likes. Appreciate it. Appreciative to that people. Let's begin the assault towards three hundred. It's not free though. Like it's not gonna be free, bro. It's not gonna be free. You're gonna have to give him a fucking mad signing on fee. You're gonna have to give him some mad contract. Like no, you're probably so he's contracted for another four years at Barcelona. Are you gonna leave if you can't on less wages? Of course. Um, but are you gonna leave if you're not gonna get that? You're going to have to give him something else. He's 28. That's your last big deal. It'd be stupidity. Just a defensive coach. Indeed, he's still a thing. still a thing for you lot. Crazy. The thing I hate most is living in Australia, is getting up in the middle of the night to watch us lose to Southampton. Crazy. Crazy. The Titi one, but Danny... It's not helping us, cause trust me, it won't help us. I hear you. The profile in theory, but not him. He's not gonna. It's not gonna bang. Should have bought them sort of duns when he was at Lyon and he was scoring that White Hart Lane and that 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 one there is gone, man. And apparently, you know. Molina is attracting interest from Arsenal, but Atletico Madrid have made him their priority. Fair enough. So yeah, that's that. City won Calvin Phillips. Crazy. Crazy. So yeah, man. That seems to be all of that. Still, that seems to be all of that, man. Trust, man can't be talking about Talisio and they're tired, man. Trust, they can go learn from Mertesacker. Oh. And to be fair, man, uh, man need to be learning for the, from Arteta now because Arteta needs to improve them defensively. So I don't know for any of that, but I think that's an end to our transfer news. I can see Sterling at Real Madrid. Why not? More likely to go abroad, isn't it? Then wherever. Mustafi was a World Cup winner. Show was him, Titi. 
You put Mertesacker as actually a good player. Like, <laughs> actually, like, Mertesacker can actually defend. Like, Mustafi can't. Thoughts on this, the Roma final game tomorrow for the Conference League? I'll be doing a watch-along for it. My hope is that the best man wins, in it. Um You kind of want them both to win, innit? Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Reese Nelson, someone's got you. I mean... You're back Roma in it, like it's probably gonna you, anything can happen. Final do have some talented players and whatnot, but it's probably a step too far. And Jose Mourinho, he said it the other day. He was like, "What did he say?" He was like, "Oh, we sacrificed our league position for the Conference League. Now we have to go out there and win it." And Jose Mourinho could potentially, you know, be the first manager to win everything in it. He's won Europa League, you know. He won, you know, he, he he's won Europa League, he's won Champions League, of course, and he'd be winning that. Sorry, people, I know I said we was done, but this is actually interesting. Trust, brother, I swear Adil Rami's a World Cup winner. Like, well, you can have trophies. There's probably some shit dons that have won the Prem and the Champions League and things. I'm not going to use that Tagashi, you know. Apparently, James Ollier said, when Arsenal's decision-makers met to determine Aubameyang's fate in January, they made a judgment call far bigger than whether or not to release their star man. In head coach Mikel Arteta's opinion, Aubameyang's attitude around the Premier League's club London Coley training base had become a significant problem. Aubameyang's duties, sorry, he retired from Gabon duties last week, has always had a reputation for bending rules, turning up a few minutes late for team meeting here, missing a squad-wide pre-match COVID test there. But the combination of his consistent goal return and infectious personality always kept him on the right side of every coach coaching staff he has played under. That was until he was guilty of one indiscretion too many. Sources insist there was no big bust-up or one particular breach of the rules, but the catalyst for, Abam catalyst, sorry, for Abamian's departure to Barca was that Arteta felt his behaviour was threatening the culture reset he intended on delivering. I mean, is this, this is nothing new. The gamble was, was that by Jetson in a player with 92 goals in 163 matches for the club, albeit one in midst of a goal-scoring slump, Arsenal knew they were weakening a young group not flush with goal-scoring op options. Sources have repeatedly told ESPN throughout the season that Arsenal's expectations in 21-22 was to return to European football and push for the Champions League next year. That's why. This is in part because of the scale of the rebuild taking place, featuring a ruthless call of once bloated squad paying peripheral or troublesome players to leave while shipping others out on loan. Yet by the end of January, Champions League football was within their graph and so Aubameyang's situation asked a larger, more ex external, external, I can't even say that word, they asked the question of Arsenal, isn't it? What's more important, the overall long-term rebuild or short-term unanticipated push for Champions League qualification? Both, man, because both, it helps with the rebuild. It helps for, just because you got Champions League this year don't mean you're going to get it and it doesn't need to be a push for 2023. You know, why can't we just admit that, okay, if Aubameyang wasn't behaving himself, we nip that in the bud, but we can't also ask questions of, we weaken the team, we did not have a plan to mitigate against it, you know. We found a situation that somewhat benefited Arsenal, Arteta and Aubameyang. We were scoring goals without him, which we're not doing now or didn't do. Why are we trying that? We did save wages. Why are we trying to big up one and belittle the other? It's this sort of dishonest journalism that pisses me off because there's every logic, as I just said, with moving it on. But we need to ask questions. This sort of stuff around his attitude. When he signed a new deal, Arteta being a methodical man had to have considered this. So... As much as Abamia might have been this, what something has to have happened because you I, leopards don't, you know, he's never he hasn't changed. 
fans like. Why this is this is dishonest journalism? Yes, Conte and Costa had it. This is the dishonest. This is this is dishonesty, in my opinion. Like it's not it's not right. You can't like you like we all know we can't bring on saved wages when we're dishonest people. It's a bit dishonest. Arteta felt the work he had done at Arsenal in creating a more professional environment would be compromised by continuing to make an exception for Aubameyang. True, fair enough. And again, I agree with what needed to happen, but we can't be bigging up one and gassing up the other. It's just, it's something that was sad to see happen. It needed to happen, but we left our squad weaker and didn't and didn't have any plans. And lack of goals among keeping clean sheets as well now has cost us. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, man, scrolling all the way down, Arteta felt able to work with Pierre-Emerick, not Aubameyang. The latter was, in man, in the manager's view, not now the dominant personality. So when the opportunity came to ship him out late in the window, Arsenal acted, paying up a large portion of his contract. And then it worked out. He's playing Champions League football, isn't it? It was a big call, one compounded by the reluctance to rush into a sign in a replacement where you heard we aggressively pursued Darwin Nunes, Victor Osman, Isaac, and obviously Vahovic in the summer. Instead, Arsenal pushed on streamlining the squad to reflect and obviously got rid of Chambers, got rid of Marie. These guys agency made announced people that could go, but again, made the squad weaker where you saw the gamble did not pay off up front at fullback, at centre-half or in the middle of the park with the injuries, people. I can't lie. I don't like dishonest journalism, man. This is dishonest journalism, people. Arsenal's internal planning mapped out qualification for a European competition this season and a push for top four in 22-23. All right, let's see. We have saved peas. We have done what we, we're doing, you know. We have, we have. listen, we need to streamline and do these things. I'm not begrudging it, but you can't be using it to gas people up. This shouldn't, shouldn't be no brownie points business. And we all know Pepe San Frost because we were doing the Bright House payments. So this is just a lot of tosh, man. You know, we tried to, you know, we tried to get Vlahovic, but apparently senior figures at the club have, have privately played down reports that multiple offers were made. Sources have told ESPN that the Gunners had a bad feeling about the deal early on as the 21-year-old's reps took several days or often longer to apply to initial inquiries as Arsenal explored what a deal could potentially look like. And obviously, he eventually went to the Avengers. And look what other clubs did as well in the summer. So, yeah, that was a big, big dishonest thing, man. Charles, you know what? And that's why I hate the media at times because I, articles like that are not honest because they know that if I if I do that lying thing, Arsenal are going to keep letting me talk about them and probably use me as a, as a, as a little agent to filter things in. Which is jarring, man. We all knew Aubameyang had issues. Arteta should be questioned if we're going to say he was a problem, if he was a problem, okay, so what happens if Saka acts like that? I hear it. And I, listen, it needed to happen. I don't think anyone can be praised or critiqued apart from everyone. Everyone, no one's hands are clean. But yeah, man, I'm very keen to see. It's very easy when Aubameyang's on a lot of money and he's not performing or Ozil's past it or whatever. When it's your key players, 
left this evening. Good after semen. Crazy man. Do you think Rodri is an unsung hero? Nah, man, he busked. He's a true villain. You know, he's done quite well for City. Really, I wouldn't say unsung hero. I don't think you can underestimate the importance of Rodri in that City team, if that's what you're asking. All players have an ego, bro. Like, especially the good players. Like, especially the good ones. Especially if we're going to... Some that he's probably worked with as well as a player. You know, especially if we get to where we needed to get to. Patrick Vieira, Thierry Henry, they all had egos. They all had egos. Like, nothing wrong with an ego. The best content creators got egos. I got an ego. You have to obviously know when to be humble. And for me, I would just love to know from either side, what has happened? Like, what has happened? You know, like, because... He was your captain. You you did hear about Arteta once said he had concerns about him. And then he he was, you know, he kind of quashed that. He was your captain. He helped with the FA Cup. You gave him a new deal. So you had to think about it. And then what happened, man? Like, but, come on, man. So, yeah, man, with that, it is what it is, man. On that note. What more can I say? People hit the like button. We've considered everything. We've gone through that BS article. We've spoken about transfer news. We've spoken about general opinions. So, yeah, man, check out the other bits and pieces of content that came out. I released a bunch of videos today. I'm going to go eat lunch, man. Peace out. <laughs>